Hello and welcome to an in-house heart to heart. Our episode today is a role reversal with Anuradha Gupta, founder CEO of Vows for Eternity, answering the questions instead of asking them. I'm Rachna and joining me today is Anu to talk about how modern matchmaking really works. Partnership, companionship and love have to come together when we look to marry. And Anu's here to share how she has seen all of this unfold as lead matchmaker over the last decade. So welcome once again to a behind the scenes look at how our eternity ticks and the thoughts behind how we actually bring people together. So Anu my first question to you is is having a perfect partner a myth and you know why do so many people choose commitment if it were to be a myth? Rachna I love this question you know it's um I think commitment to us as human beings I think it really stems from the fact that it's a need it's a it's like you know having your own person being with somebody who has your back somebody who's yours it's it's a place you come back to that's what home is and home is not the walls it is the person with whom you you set up your home i always feel you can be in the best place in the world and if you you're by yourself it means very little really wonder about that many times the introspection and understanding who we really are as people why do we demand certain things in a relationship or of people to meet a certain standard at every point you know and i think it's that demand for perfection and demand for a certain standard and a certain need of your own to be met but for another person to meet it um all that time you know there's so much pressure in a relationship and i think if we didn't look for that perfection i think we'd be far more satisfied with the relationships we have i mean you know i think if you think of yourself as a parent or you think of yourself as a child to your own parents even those relationships are never perfect so if you're actually looking at um, you don't look to find a perfect relationship with your child ever whether it is as a child yourself or as a parent you accept it for what it is and you actually value it even more so why is it that when it comes to that attraction that sense of belonging that you seek from another person that you actually seek that even more it's it's human and yet as a concept it feels slightly flawed and it is i think very flawed because it takes away a lot of you like you rightly said there's no relationship no real relationship that is uh, naturally you know 10 on 10 and and we once we take that pressure off ourselves and off each other it makes for a much more fulfilling relationship because when we focus on what we have you can always say the glass glass is half empty but when you focus on the fact that the glass is half full that's when you look at things that um, uh, you know from a different lens and uh, that's the beauty i agree and you know in terms of even connecting people if i were to think about myself you know i never thought that i would leave india and live away from india it was always my perfect partner i never thought that it would leave me someday or i would leave it and yet you know when i found somebody i never thought of it as you know that perfection was gone in that moment because i was ready to leave what was my perfect partner was my country and i was ready to leave it to be with somebody else because i met my own partner in an organic way and it was never something that you know it wasn't an arranged marriage i even that was something that was always considered might happen but it you know it, it didn't for whatever reason i met my husband and we left the country 
people do find it far easier to connect obviously when a geography is similar but my perfect partner was away he lived in a different country and i chose to leave my own to be with him how do you feel you know in terms of connecting people across geographies the focus for me really is trying to connect two people who are the best suited for each other so you know at vows fraternity when people get in touch with us they're not looking at the dating game right they've been there they've done that they they are looking at the next step in their life of being in a long term committed relationship and 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 marriage at that stage of their life and i think while the best thing perhaps would be that you know we meet somebody who's in the same city or in the same neighborhood and it's absolutely you're absolutely right i mean you know it's very easy to just meet very often you in the same geographical vicinity but is that the best person in an arranged set is that the best person for you it could well be uh, and at you know at vows fraternity we do connect people geographically in similar geographies as well but equally it could well be that the right person for you is across the globe somewhere else we have members in 65 countries and it works uh, i think it's always worked very well because the mindset has been i want the best person for me you know just think about it education how many of us really go for have gone for college business school whatever we have done keeping the 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 geography in mind hey i live in a city i want to only be in a city as indians we are very um adventurous um we we really want the best for ourselves whether it's education or 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 career and we really go for that and we are, we are we are not scared as people i think you know culturally we are not scared to to go into new uncharted land So if we do that for something like education or career which could be one job today and the next another day why would we restrict it to a to a partner which is which is for life it really is about focusing on the best person for you and once two people you know once we connect two people very quickly people uh, you know speak on the phone they go to facetime they get on the plane either one goes to the other place or they meet sometimes half you know in a in a in a central meeting point and you know very quickly whether this works for you or it's not working if in case you want to take it further these are not arranged marriages these are it normally takes about 10 to 18 months for two people to get to know each other and uh, i think it's never been an issue but you have to be open to seeing what is out there who is out there for you and not closing off those those possibilities you know that's that's when the magic happens anu do you feel that you know people come and tell you and obviously you know so many of our members give us feedback on what works for them and what doesn't work for them in a relationship or you know especially when they meet for the first time um are there red flags that you feel that you want to give out as pointers or do you feel that they should come back to you as feedback i think the first meeting is is too early to really have any red flags i always very strongly recommend having at least two conversations two meetings two whatever it is before we start talking about red flags you know first time when two people are meeting there's a lot of um you know people can be tentative there can be some nervousness the total strangers right it, it takes a couple of meetings for 
two people to warm up to each other, to be a little bit more comfortable with each other. And I think just having one meeting, and there's some people who are more introverted, there's some people who are shyer than somebody else, and they may not, you may not even get to know or get a sense of what the person is as a real person. It's too soon for them. They don't warm up in the first meeting. But but we've had countless marriages over the years where people have met for the first time and they have come back saying, we don't want to have a second meeting. And I've always said, hold on to that thought. Meet the person one more time with a very open mind because otherwise there's no point. If you've already 100% made up your mind, then that's just a, you know, it's just a formality. But hold on, have a second meeting. And we've had countless occasions and people have done that and they've gone on to meet many, many times again, or even get married. Red flags do certainly come in um, a few meetings down the line. And I always say never ignore a red flag. If you feel something is a red flag, it must be a red flag, but not too soon. So we've also had instances where members have in the past had a failed marriage and uh, they've come out of it. And one of the early conversations that I had with them and, you know, why, why did they, did they pick up on any, any red flags before they got married? And they normally come back and say very big, you know, very early on, they knew they were red flags, but they chose to ignore it. So I always say never ignore red flags. But, but you know, it's funny, every time we have meetings and, you know, at Vows for Eternity, we so often we insist on personally meeting people before they come on board because what you say over the phone and discuss, you know, in some sense, sometimes gets lost and it feels like a lot of information, not just about the membership in itself, but about like how it proceeds, what the process would be. So a meeting in person in sometimes, you know, is is so valuable and you get to know the person that, you know, as a Vows for Eternity team member, you actually get to know the person a little bit better. You feel you know, quite strongly, whether they'll be a good fit and, you know, whether they're open and in that mind space to meet new people. Because as humans, you know, you'll always have phases. I'm so busy this week. My work is so important this week. This week, I don't have time to give this particular part of my life attention. I'll deal with it next week or next month. And I really feel that when I meet somebody, I can sense whether this is something they are pushing themselves into or are truly ready for. Do you feel that and do you feel that there's a judgment call you make when you meet somebody that, you know, actually give it a little bit of time, you're not in the right space because you're too busy with other things at the moment? You know, Rachna, I think this is a question that you can really uh, answer better than me because I generally come into the picture when somebody is already a member and I'm more sort of behind the scenes in terms of matchmaking. But I think as a company, you know, you, you know, we've, we've been doing this, you know, both you and me have been doing this for, for many, many years now. We've been here for over a decade. And I think we really do all that we can to make sure that people who sign up with us are in that space. And I think absolutely... That's perhaps one of the many reasons that we don't work with biodatas. Um, I think it's, you know, biodata has a photograph. It has a, it tells me how you look. It doesn't tell me your personality. And a lot of us actually aren't photogenic, unfortunately. And then you meet the person and you're like, wow. I mean, you know, you the, your photographs don't do justice to you. There's also in a biodata format, it, it's very much interest is this, hobbies is this, this is my education. I mean, it's not a work it's not a work application. 
you know, and interests and hobbies are great when you're 12 and 13 and 15 and everybody loves music and traveling and all of that, right? But those things don't sustain a marriage. But when we meet somebody and I know how involved our process is, I mean, these are conversations that we have which run into, you know, over an hour for the first conversation. So that's when we really get a sense of, a glimpse of who the person is. So, I mean, I think that's, that's really, really important. And that's something we've always focused on, getting to understand what somebody is like. And in that meeting, um, we also get a sense of, you know, when somebody's doing it for themselves because they are ready or, or, or the other thing which I find is really, really important. Sometimes, you know, I'm asked this question, do you do this for the boys too? And I can never understand that. I mean, should the rules be different? I mean, you know, they both are looking to get married. And certainly the rules are the same. We meet the girls. We want to know that they want to do it because they really want to do it. Equally, the boys must be in it for the same reasons. Because otherwise, not only are they wasting, you know, each other's time, but it's also not fair on the girl that they're meeting. They have to be in it. They have to want it. No, absolutely. I really do believe that, you know, you have to be committed to the process. It brings so much fruit to your search if you feel committed to the process. Because if you keep, you know, buying in and stepping out of the process in shorter spurts, it's really difficult to see it go through. And I really do hope that, you know, someone listening today understands that, you know, commit yourself to the process. It may not work for you. But if you want to give yourself the best chance of seeing this come through, put in your all because it's worth it. You know, I mean, I I have to second that. And also, you know, I have to say that I, uh, like you said, sometimes it doesn't work for someone. But the one thing which is I've fortunately, I think, um, very blessed, have always heard from members, even when it hasn't worked out, the fact that it has made them understand things about themselves that they hadn't thought about. So it it is a process of self-discovery as well. You know, it is a process of introspection. It's a process of figuring out for yourself what is... Um, integral to you what are the values that you really connect with that resonate with you also what is your superficial and fundamentals what is what is that what is that difference for you what are the things which are non-negotiable when it comes to you I think these are a lot of these things people don't sometimes we don't think about right as because we don't look inward we are really looking outward to see what does this bio data bring what does this person bring to the table if we have to tie it out to what are we looking for and that's when it really comes together Right. And, you know, when we are looking for somebody, this is something that sort of age old parents, uncles, aunts will always say, you know, you must compromise. And it almost has such a negative connotation, that word, you know, you're looking for something, but if you don't find it, it's a compromise. Is it really? You know, I think I do feel the word compromise, even for me, sounds a little bit negative. Would I want to get into a relationship feeling I am getting into this because I've compromised or because I need to or want to or have to compromise? I don't think so. I think it's about adjusting both sides, both people. There are some adjustments we make when somebody new comes into our life. And 
that is beautiful because if i we all do certain things our own ways and sometimes we have a lot of members who are older you know we get set in our ways over a period of time we are so and a lot of us have been i got married late too and i was so used to living life in my own way getting up and taking off picking my bag and going trapezing off the world whenever i just felt like i wanted to there are so many things we get used to on our own and then you you find somebody you you know you share a home and there are some changes you make you're sharing a space with somebody you you know there are there is a sense of somebody wanting to know where you're going what's happening nobody's you know nobody's checking in on you it's it's love and i think there is a not compromise but we we should adjust i feel because that is our way of including somebody into our life and somebody else including us in their life i think it's inclusion and that should happen in a marriage if it's going to be two people living very independent lives without making any changes then why marriage and do you feel that this is something that you know anand and you are able to balance together because i mean i always struggle with it every day is a different balance and sometimes i have to tell myself that you know what is this something that's really so important to me that i have to argue about it or have a different perspective today your perspective is absolutely fine and you know i may not have agreed with it it may not have been my first choice but it's absolutely fine you know i'm in the middle of um making a home and making a new home for the family and everybody i mean it was a dreaded thing for me you know everybody had always warned me oh my god it's a true test of your marriage to build a home together because you'll always have so many different opinions and you'll have so many different ideas on how you want to bring this together and then someone who's actually a really good friend of mine and she's a doctor who has a very very busy life so you know she's a surgeon and everything else falls apart when you think of her existence because it's a matter of life and death every time she's doing something from her work perspective and she gave me this beautiful piece of advice which was you know what one of you be the person that does the research and the other person is the person who picks from that research so you if you've done the research go and say you know honey pick from these three and they are your three best options so you can actually never go wrong and it's an absolutely invaluable piece of advice i'm coming to the end of a project and i actually feel it hasn't been so bad we haven't actually you know pulled each other's eyes out through this process because at the end of the day the goal is the same you know you want what you want what's best for your family you want a family home and finding that balance in a relationship as difficult as it might seem on a daily basis is actually doable if you really want to because your values and your end result is the same you know and and to find that balance for a lot of people is very very hard but it takes time and it takes that little bit of thinking before you speak don't just say no think about it for 2 seconds more than half the time you won't find a reason to say no because it's not such a big deal wow this is this is this is fantastic piece of advice i mean you know you need to thank your friend from you know on my behalf too that you know that really is true i mean and it's i think you know any two people will have marriage or no marriage is always differing opinions and and but ultimately like you said as long as the goal is the same two people want the best for their family 
as long as that, you know, and that's always the same. I think there, and there are very many ways one can get somewhere. But I think it's understanding that. So Anand and me, you know, we are, um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, day-to-day life, we're very different people. Our likes and dislikes can be very different. And so can some of our habits be, you know, he's totally non-vegetarian. I'm totally vegetarian. He's, in a lot of ways, we're very different. But I think in the things that matter, we are very similar. We did have conversations last year about our kids between, you know, should they go to public school? Should they go to private school? And I was very much for private school and Anand was very much for public schools. And and we spoke about it. And I think when you, when you give each other the respect to talk about things and to hear the other person's viewpoint, I heard his and he heard mine and we... Um, and what he said made so much sense to me. And I said, sure. And I said, you know, it's not a, you know, it's not a competition. What His viewpoint and his thoughts made me think a second time. And, and I agreed with him. And I said, yeah, I think, I think you're right. And I think it's about creating a space for yourselves where you allow, where, it's a space which gives both people the freedom to be able to express, to communicate what they are thinking and not, uh, you know, without there being this massive war that's happening at home because otherwise one of the two people over a period of time don't want to share their thoughts anymore and they shut down because nobody wants war at home all the time. I think that creating that environment which is which is, um, you know, which is open to conversation. That's really important. And then going from there. So I totally agree with you. I think it's very important to create that. And for some things, you just, they're not that important. And some things which they which are, you make a decision collectively. I, it's never been a big deal for, for us. And I think we've, you know, there's nothing that has seemed like, hey, I don't think we can get over it. Can good days and bad days. But as long as your good days outweigh the bad days, it's all wonderful. Absolutely. And, you know, the one thing I'd like to say is that so much of our team, you know, that we work with at Vows for Eternity thinks in this fashion. We want people to come together for all of these valuable reasons. And it's something we feel very strongly about when we advise people who decide whether they want to be a part of the service or not. But a lot of our team will discuss these intricate details, you know, and take you to that next level of whether this is right for you. Or it's, you know, better at a different time. And that's something that's really important. Do you feel that, you know, over the years and you've been in this business for a decade, um, there have been key changes to what is a very traditional method of matchmaking? You know, what is it that there are so many things that we bring to the table that are different. But do you actually feel that we add value in a very different way to what is traditional? I think we add immense value to it because at the heart of it you know we've tried to if we're offline uh we're confidential we're bespoke but what we've tried to do is we've tried to keep the heart the same in terms of connecting two people you know because marriage is about two people it's about your your you know two families it's about the ecosystem that you grew up in so if you look at it traditionally people were geographically very close to each other. They lived in the same sort of geography all their lives or even sometimes for generations. So people knew each other. Now, when this movement started happening, geographically, people started relocating to other parts 
of the country or internationally, then they were put in areas where they didn't know each other, they didn't know anybody else. And that is really, uh, so, you know, you have you have some platforms which do wonderful work in terms of online space, but that's a totally different, that's away from the traditional way of connecting. So we've really taken the, we've kept the heart intact in terms of connecting people together. But what we've added to that is we have a global team who bring very different experiences. We have just created a bridge between the East and the West in terms of thought processes, because the world today is a very small place. All our members have traveled internationally, got the exposure, studied overseas. So there is a there is a widening of one's thought process, of one's horizon. And that sometimes, um, you know, it, 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 it brings changes. It changes the way you think about certain things. And in some instances, it enhances the generation gap between parents and kids. And I think we fit in beautifully at the heart of all of that, bringing all these things together. Um, so I think we're very good at that. And uh, I feel very blessed that people people trust us with that. And Yeah, it's a very intrinsic part of your life to trust somebody with, you know, and when you're sitting and talking to somebody who's really looking to find partnership and looking to find love and you're having that very first conversation with with them as a member of the team you feel immense gratitude that someone chose you to share such a strong part of their life to share their trouble to share their thought as to why they're in that place where they're in this search things that have worked for them things that have not worked for them and all of that is something we use to fit you in with the best possible, you know, whether you call it profile or whether you call it um, just that person, you know, where you want to offer the best possible fit by selecting from within the database somebody that should fill that void. Absolutely. You know, I have to say also one more thing that I'd like to add to this is also, you know, if you really think about it, uh, when people come to us, you, you know, we do have strict eligibility criteria. And people expect a certain quality when they come to us. And that's why perhaps over the years, I mean, we've said no to almost 40% of people who do, just because people who are members, there is a certain, um, there is a certain expectation from us. And I think that is, uh, that is why we've, over the years, we've ended up with this uh, member base of, um, of people who are, in sync with each other as well, right? Because there is a there is a certain expectation and I think we've never fallen short of that. And to us, that is also very important. That's right. And, you know, Anu, the last thing I want to ask you is like over COVID, all of us went on to various um, OTT platforms watching various shows. One of them, of course, was Indian matchmaking, which, you know, both East and West people consumed and were amazed by, were... Um, you know, had very different feelings and strong feelings about how they felt about the show. And in terms of the perception of matchmaking, at least in our world at Vows for Eternity, um, how do you think that our members have felt and equally how people coming on board have uh, understood matchmaking in our world? I have to say that I want to take this question on a more personal uh, note. I have to say that I was... I did watch a few of those, um, you know, episodes, and I was, I was quite horrified. Uh, I, 
I almost felt I couldn't I almost felt like does this represent India and the you know it seemed like almost it's in the dark ages somewhere I mean look at where we are today look at how um how competent how how many strides forward we've taken as women I did find it a little bit regressive uh, if I'm really honest I think it's about marriage is about two people coming together two it's a partnership it's an it's an equal partnership but if i have to pretend to be what i'm not if i have to uh, if i have to be apologetic for all the work i've put in whether it's with my education or my um, you know career or the fact that i may be driven if i have to downplay that or if i have to be apologetic about where i'm at just so that i can create something um uh, you know with somebody i personally really struggle with that why should i be doing that and why should i be expected to do that and why should only the woman be expected to do that and i think it's you know i have very very strong opinions on that and i don't know whether netflix is hearing this uh, but uh, you know guys we have moved on this is 2022 you know it, it is a lot has changed and i think we really need to value that and we need to we need to really sort of you know and this is i have friends in the, in the west who've seen the show and they actually asked me this is anu is this is this true and i said no it's not at least not for our members you know i always tell people be who you are and accept each other for what you bring to the table and that that is equal partnership you know one thing i feel very strongly about that show was it brought judgment and one thing that vows for eternity prides itself on is removing judgment from an introduction when we introduce two people the choices they make and why they choose to either be together take the conversation forward choose not to be together they may have forms of judgment but as someone who's part of a matchmaking service the one thing i need to remove from this is judgment i need to take that away and not say oh she has too many needs oh he is too fussy if i bring that to the table it is the most unhelpful way of bringing people together in the world of two people getting together in that cocoon there is enough judgment out there already as a third party who's trying to make this happen if i bring my judgment to the table on this is not all right with him he has these qualities she has these qualities and i think they're not good or i think they're amazing nobody else meets up to them if i bring that judgment to the table i have already failed and i think indian matchmaking did that it brought too much judgment as a matchmaker into what should be a very private call for somebody I couldn't agree more. I think you're, you 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 really hit the nail on the head and I think it was really about you know for me it was like I said you know it was very much about a, it all at some places it almost felt like uh, it didn't seem like a partnership. It it almost like a you know this is an MNA happening and somebody is the stronger party and somebody is the weak one and you have to fall in line. That's the sense I always constantly got, you know that two people can be equally well educated, equally successful, but there was no place for equal success equal drive equal you know it wasn't an equal it wasn't that you know and and that at least that's how i felt uh, you know and i think that is um, like i said earlier i 
it doesn't feel right so anu tell me why do you think someone should come to us at bows for eternity i think you know you have to feel that you are ready you have to be in that space and if you are in that space it really is about talking to one of us and seeing do does do we fit does it seem like the right fit i think the most important decisions in life should be done if they feel right if it feels right i always say follow your heart if it feels right it is right if it doesn't feel right then no matter who is asking you to sign up no matter what else don't do it so i think you know people should come to us to explore this avenue to explore that you know we are really one more avenue in terms of increasing the um, you know your you know connecting you with somebody else that's really what we are you know we are, while we may not be friends it's almost like being a colleague an acquaintance somebody out there by virtue of what we do we have this global network and if that is an if you know and if the very many things that we stand for we do i don't think we've ever stood on the fence we've always taken a stand one way or the other right over the years i remember a few years ago internally within the team we were very you know there was a very strong opinion that we should we have a 100 question questionnaire but the fact that we should take away the question on complexion of in terms of how we are defined away from that form and we did that so i think it's about understanding getting a glimpse of what do we stand for and if that is what you feel strongly about then come to us otherwise we are not the right people and that's fine too super thank you so much for your time anu it was an absolutely fantastic conversation thank you rachna it's been wonderful and before we sign off you know i would like to sort of say this to whoever's listening um that um, guys may your journeys be extraordinary uh, wherever they take you <laughs>